Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to another podcast live from Tahoe. <laughs> we are here thanks to Hyundai. Um, we're hanging out a whole bunch of us bachelor people together in Lake Tahoe for the first time in like two and a half years at our producer, um, Amy Sugarman's humble abode, pretty much. Not really at Amy's house, but you know what I mean. We're around, <laughs> we're around her house. This is, this is why we come to Tahoe because this is where Amy's from. Um, so guys, we're all ta- we're talking about ab- evolving your journey because that is what Hyundai stands for. Let's go around and talk about like, not, not, not we won't do a Ben way. Ben, Ben will do Ben way. Okay. Ben, Ben. Oh, by the way, guys, Ben's at the top of a mountain right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's stranded at the top of a mountain. We took a tram all the way up. I've never been on anything like that as far as like going skiing. Cause I've only gone skiing once on bachelor winter games. So you diehards out there, you know how it went. I never attempted afterward. Uh, and that hill wasn't very high. We went off this huge tram today. Y'all here. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'll tell you who I'm with here. This is super casual. I'm with Annalise, Kaylin, Jason Tartik. He's joining me for my first almost as podcast of this week. We have Ryan Sutter, who's also joining me for my first podcast this week, and Trista Sutter. So we're all hanging out, you guys. Um, is that a normal like tram experience for those skiers here, or was that like the highest thing ever? Were we a mile high? Were we a mile higher than we so, already are? Which I think Lake Tahoe already is like a mile high. So I will say when you guys were talking about the altitude, so in, in the tram, there was conversation about how high we were. And I think they came up with 8,200 feet, something like yeah, that, right? Said, yeah. We actually live at 8,500 feet. So it's, wow. <laughs> it's really high. It's gorgeous, but, but it's not, I mean, in terms of altitude, it's not abnormal for What's us. What's most you know? surprising, I think, about that whole tram experience is that you talked about Ben. Yeah. Ben missed the tram because we were 8,500 feet in the air and somehow he found a museum and a documentary yeah. and he's plugged in in a museum reading or listening to some documentary when we left. He's yeah. the like, only how? one of our friends that stayed, right? And I guess we left without even realizing that he was gone. This is no, home I alone, think we ben realized he was gone. Oh, okay. There were some people who realized. We, I had to text Ryan because he and Max were off looking for the lake that they went hiking to today. Um, and he came running up like... Ah, I got to get there. But Ben obviously didn't have it on his radar to get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, going back to evolving our journey with Hyundai. <laughs> well, I would say that I evolved my journey today by going up there that high and going on something like that. Right. It was my adventure for the day, but I said, Ben can do his like serious. Uh, no, let's not get serious in this podcast. It's just a fun podcast. Cause when Ben says evolve your journey, he gets serious, you know, and I get like, let's talk about, Tramps. Um, and then, <laughs> but Annalise has a fun Evolve Your Journey story that she was just about to tell, but I was like, no, 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 no. Wait until the mic is hot. Okay. Annalise is a mom. She goes to Burning Man. 
So like, does this rub off on you? Is this like a teaching style for her? Do you ever go to Burning Man with her? What kind of like activities does she partake in there? Because I hear crazy things. Please yeah, tell we us. Have a very, so, so I'll start from, I uh, have, I've like wanted to go. I'm from California, from Northern California, from San Francisco. She's like, I'm it's a like, hippie. I'm, I'm in the culture. Yeah, I'm like a little hippie-ish. You know, I can, I can go that way. But, um, but I've always sort of had an interest in it. And I have a ton of friends that go. And I had done a six month solo trip through Europe. And then I was like, I came back and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to end this like journey with going to Burning Man. So I told my mom, I'm going to go to Burning Man. This was before doing The Bachelor. Um, so many journeys. So You're many evolving journeys. so many journeys. So many journeys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was a lot of evolving. That whole period of time was like a big evolution for me. Uh, doing a six month solo trip and then Burning Man. But I tell my mom, I'm like, I'm going to go to Burning Man. And she goes, oh my God, I've always wanted to go. And I'm like, no, that's not what I, that's not what I want. That, mom, I don't want you going with me. And so then she's like, okay, we're going. And I'm like, no, we're not. We're, I don't know how to tell you this. No, we are not going. But then we did go together. We both went to Burning Man. We, um, we got we got stuck in the parking lot the first night. There was a huge rainstorm. Uh, it was just like a crazy experience, but it was so much fun. And I'm an artist. I was a fine arts major in college and my mom's like really creative. And and so for us, like we love Halloween. We love costumes. We like, we loved the art aspect, the music, um, the community aspect of like being unplugged. You have no service. You're like meeting people and actually just like going and sitting at somebody's camp and like having a conversation with a stranger. It was, it was cool. So I did it three times and then I was on paradise and it, it, um, overlaps the, the reunion show overlaps okay. with burning man. Okay. So I didn't go the last two years and my mom went those two years without me. So she's gone five times and I've gone three times. Oh so also side note. So both times I was at the reunion show, one of those times being broken up with, I really wanted to call my mom but she was at burning man so unplugged in a hotel <laughs> so she's unplugged out there what's the sleeping situation so she now has a little like camper that she that i actually took on a road trip during covid it's awesome um and she has the the whole setup the amenities of like a bathroom and a kitchen so it was great once she got that which i think was year two i still was tenting it uh <laughs> which is very rough like no shower for 10 days, you know, porta potty situation. Kaylin's like, uh, my regular life. Would you like, <laughs> welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah. So the, like fun fact about me, I could go a very long time without showering. I like don't, I don't, I'm not a person that showers very often. I don't know if that's gross, but I just uh, like, now that I'm a mom, it's shower. like every third day. So I wasn't yeah. every other day, but now I'm going to, I can be like day. three to five days burning me in like 10 days. It's so dry and dusty. It's easy for how, me anyways. But anyways, so okay. now though my mom has this trailer and it's great because I would tent it and then I'd like go ride my bike over to her trailer and I'd cook eggs in the morning. I'm like, this is luxury. Wait, why were you in the trailer with your mom? No, I'd like ride to her camp because we were at different camps. So I'd be is at my like, tent. Why was there different camps? There's so many camps. There'll be like a ton of different people have like, I can't even think of a name right now, but they'll have one that's like just dedicated to like cats or like English 
people or like you know I'm like English people I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like what I've seen there's like a Barbie camp there's like all sorts of things okay okay I, so this is really super interesting I and I'm I want to <laughs> ask more questions but I'm also concerned because all my questions are rated R I'm not sure that Hyundai wants to to hear about that so we're gonna have you come back uh, come back and talk about Burning Man some other time moving on to Kaylin because she made a really cute sweet comment and did her yesterday about how her life has just her horizons have been broadened because of her life with Dean. What was the exact quote you, you said? It was really sweet. You said, it's like, so cheesy and Dean would cringe. But if it's he heard so me say it. on topic with <laughs> evolving your journey. Um, I, it is so cheesy. I hate it, but I really feel like I didn't start living until I met Dean just because he's opened my eyes to so many things like skydiving and rock climbing and living in the van and just like broke me out of this, uh, like uptight shell that I was in. So it's these past three years have been like the best of my life. I love that. All right. Jason, how do you feel in a, in a, Oh, and by the way, you guys, Ben has just arrived from the top of the mountain. How was the documentary? (laughs) It was awesome. It was really fun. I watched the Olympic documentary uh, from 1960. It was 1960 that they did the Olympics here. I just to let you know, uh, it was the very first televised Olympics ever. Uh, so it really put winter sports on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'll stop talking. I had a great time. I'm glad I'm late to this <laughs> because I was learning so much about life. I'm going to keep. I'm, so, okay. You evolved your journey by watching this documentary. Yeah. We're talking about evolving your journey because Hyundai, you know, that's what they believe in and that's what we believe in. But I said that they can go Ben style on explaining this and go deep mm. and like spiritual, mm. or they can go Ashley style and be like, there was this one time where I pet an awesome dog. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have so much depth in both the ways, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give yourself more credit. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, Jason, uh, any, any anecdotal story for us? Well, first of all, when you do this Burning Man episode, I'd love to know because I'm very <laughs> confused. I don't know much about it. I want to know 101 because I heard cat areas. I heard nice eggs. <laughs> with mom i'm British very confused i thought it was a music yeah. festival so i'll give me that link when it comes out um evolve my journey i'll i don't know i don't really know i think i don't know it's been a wild ride i think i, I think i talk about this often but never in a million years i think i would go on a reality show go on the bachelor against what everyone in the world told me to do and as a result of that it's changed my life in every single way and like even just being here and talking to you guys never would have happened if i went on that show so i'm going to take the ben route it's going to get a little more deeper but i think like evolve your journey when opportunities come your way and when they do like just dive into them and don't look back because so many people will be there to judge but like one action you make today could change your life forever i always say one of the cheesy sayings that you should live by or cheesy sayings cheesy stings like the title of the episode (laughs) but i'd like to get back to burning man because that wasn't cheesy that was very intense and i want to know more (laughs) the magic does happen outside of your comfort zone for sure what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. 
we have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Now we have the cute married couple. They're coupled up and snuggly on the corner of the couch. <laughs> Trista, Ryan, do you want to answer this question together or separately? Nope. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Because I think Trista's saying if we do it together, then Ryan won't say anything. Exactly. <laughs> Which is I'm fine. Give him it's the totally mic. Fun. Ryan, how has your. Your journey evolved over the past like 20 years with Trista. 20 years? I was just going to talk about the last couple minutes. <laughs> that works for me. That works for me. Good, because I just pet an awesome dog last weekend. <laughs> we, were at a, we were at a wedding and we went on a hike and I'd, I'd seen this dog. I follow these rescue mutts mm-hmm. sites on Instagram. Oh, I think. And there was the this dog. One. And this dog was named Iris and it was an awesome dog for sure. <laughs> so like, like what kind of dog was it? It was just a, a mutt. It was just like someone had rescued it off of a New Mexico Indian reservation or Native American reservation. And it had been, it was being fostered. And so they had posted a post on Instagram about looking for a permanent home, which I wasn't able to convince anyone that it should, that home should be ours. Anyone? But <laughs> but it was just kind of crazy that I had just seen her. You had just seen it. And we were walking, Trista and I were walking on a hike in Buena Vista, which were, was not where we live. And... Here comes this little dog, Iris, and she was sweetheart. Did you talk yeah. about adopting her before you met her in real life? No, I I didn't. I never talk about that stuff because I never win, and so it's just not <laughs> worth it. But but we have a great dog, so yeah, that's fine. But I, it was just crazy seeing this dog walking. How many dogs would you ideally want? I wouldn't. We have one. I wouldn't yeah. mind two. Okay, I think two is great. But we'll see. I could honestly have three. Yeah, I could have three yeah. too. <laughs> Now that, now that you've, like we've talked about it, I feel like, yeah, you convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually just am sitting here in envy of everyone, of Ben, for figuring out some way to finagle him with his way to be late to this thing, which is <laughs> usually what I'm good at. When I saw so I'm like, how did I miss this documentary? <laughs> I've never been because Burning Man. Because you wife texting you telling you to get your butt on the yeah. train. <laughs> I know. Burning Man, I've missed out on it, despite the fact that they, I don't know if you know this, but Burning Man hires a fire department, a unique fire department every single Burning Man. Wait, why unique? Um, because just, you, just unique every year. So it's new people every year. So they just build their own fire department every year for oh. specifically for Burning So it's not Burning like they Man. hire a different town's department every year. No, they just hire, like you can apply and you can do that. So I've... I've always been jealous of that. So, so now you we a, have to do a collaborative thing here where you and Elise go to Burning Man together and then you come and do a podcast. Yeah, right? we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom got two tickets this year, but I'm not convinced I'm going to go. So you can go with my Perfect. mom. Perfect. Sign me up. Yeah. I, your mom sounds great, but not Her as great as Dean. Really great. I remember meeting her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super jealous of Kaylin's relationship with Dean or envious. It sounds like I, like I could use a life-changing experience like that although Trista's done a pretty good job over the last 20 years of opening my eyes very similar to Dean's well I'm just trying to go through everyone and say how appreciative sort of I am of their lives and and incorporating me in here because I think it's weird for Trista and I because we were on this show so long ago (laughs) 
that we don't relate necessarily to everybody. And so to get here, to get this opportunity to sit here briefly and listen to everybody um, talk about their experiences is pretty cool. So I just more of a, which doesn't seem obvious now because I feel like I've been talking my face off all of a sudden. I'm more of a listener than a talker, but um, I have appreciated the opportunity to listen to all these wonderful people and their stories about their relationships and their experiences. And so it's been cool. How did you, as somebody who is like more reserved, <laughs> as somebody out. who doesn't like holding the mic, how did you sign up for the show and how did you thrive on the show? Uh, I, I was signed up. Uh, there was a woman who's now married to a good friend of mine who I was roommates with in college. She was friends with the casting producer who they were looking for contestants for this show. And she signed everyone who lived in this house together up. And we all got calls. I initially, this, so this is like Temptation Island type era. And I initially declined the offer. I was like, I don't feel like I'm Temptation Island good was pretty at- trashy. Yeah, I was I like, I can't do this secretly in my bedroom as a ninth grader. <laughs> and then when my mom would walk in, it was like a little purple TV. Oh, I hit, hit off. I love it. Yeah, so I so I said no, and and then um, which is shocking because he has a really hard time saying no. Well, that's how I ended up on it. Was they were they were persistent, <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. It broke you down. Yeah, and so I ended up on it, and. Um, didn't I, like I, I took a week off of work because I told my fire chief, I'm like, I got this thing. I got to go do it for a week. I should be back. And then every week I kept having to ask for more time off. <laughs> and I just tried to be myself. And I mean, it's the cliche answer. You just go on there and you're sort of authentic and you try to be yourself. And as you progress through it, I felt like Trista and I were developing a pretty strong relationship. And so then you just get immersed in that and that keeps you sort of motivated and going and you want, you really, because you're so focused, there's no other outside life distractions. You can really put your whole, all of your energy into trying to get her to get to know who you really are and really trying to find out who she is. And so that part was easy. I thought, and maybe you guys feel the same way. I felt like watching the show when it came out was much more difficult than actually being on the show. So I watched the first episode up until Trista started making out with Russ on a port patio in Las it's Vegas. It's definitely harder for you to watch back because yeah. you were the quote winner. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right, this isn't going to be good for our relationship if I keep watching <laughs> this. So I stopped, but that was much harder than actually turns out being on the show and, and working my way through trying to develop a relationship. Was it a love at first sight feeling? This is a question for both of you. Trista, how far in did you just know? We were probably at, um, what's, what's Seattle? Like, I guess fantasy suites. Is that what it was called back then? It's still what it's called. Well, I know, but (laughs) I I feel like it was something else right before that. It was more innocent back then. Just a little bit. Um, it was, it was a, I really like, um, what's love at first sight. I really like at first sight. He was one of my top four the first night. Okay. Um, And then from there, it just obviously solidified and then grew and kept growing. You? I don't Uh, know if I've ever heard you. There were no other choices for me. Ah! (laughs) Hand the mic over. This is going to be good. We actually, in those days, like all of the guys got along really well. And when we, after the first night and we got rid of a few there were, um, it was like a frat house kind of environment. So we would get our one-on-one dates or whatever. And guys would be like, 
okay, hold my drink. I'm going to go out on the, do the, just make sure you're like we're ready to go when we get back. So it was, it was, um, I was always interested in Trista just knowing a little bit about her going into the show, but I wasn't fully interested until it started to like, until we, like till the guys started getting whittled down a little bit. And then you, you really kind of, it became less of a party atmosphere and more of a, um, I, re- I distinctly remember the time I actually talked to Bob who was, who was just here um, about it because you get, you get competitive and you're thinking to yourself, well, am, am I just trying to win this show or do I really care about her? And so we had a pretty long conversation about it, which is kind of what I mean about the guys on that show. It was a different type of a relationship where you felt like you could confide in them, even though they were trying kind of trying to get the same girl. So at that point, I think we were down to like maybe eight guys or something like that, six or eight guys. At that point, I was like, okay, I really am into her. I'm going to just go, I'm going to fully invest myself into it. And it wasn't about the other guys or the other friendships. It was all about trying to just let her know how I really felt. So it was, it, it was, um, it, yeah, that's how it was. This is quickly becoming a Trista and Ryan in depth yeah, episode, I like, <laughs> which I like, though. and I think we should I, I break it. a note, producers. Let's do this. Um, I just have to ask one more question, though. Um, how long were you together before you got married, and did you feel rushed into getting married, or were you like totally ready? Because I know like a lot of bachelor couples coming off the show now, it's such a weird thing because like they get engaged so fast, but then they get into the real world, and then it's like, oh, are we dating or are we planning a wedding? Is this still Go me ahead. answering? <laughs> I um, I I think looking back, it was probably a little too soon to get engaged to get married. But you, like, you're just riding the wave of the show, and then suddenly you're sort of spit out into real life. You're not allowed to see each other anymore. But for us, I think that strengthened our relationship a little bit. And it was a different world when we were on the show. So we we talked a lot on the phone and that forced me to become more of a conversationalist with her before forced us to really, um, you know, we couldn't just go to a movie and just sit there in silence. We had to sort of communicate. And so our relationship grew pretty quickly, even outside of the show. And, and so I don't feel like we rushed into our wedding. Um, you know, everybody's obviously different in that regard, but for us, we were fortunate enough to find ourselves still caring for each other outside of the, show environment which i think is where a lot of people get messed up is that they're they're all these other outside influences come pouring back into their lives and then they're distracted and things get kind of um muddled but for us um like i said social media didn't really like it was like i think myspace was about as much as you could do (laughs) so we were we were good and i think um both of us knew that that's what we wanted um i have never wanted a long engage i hate the word fiance How, how many months was it between Engagement and marriage? A year. Yeah. Like a year and a month. But way less than that if you count when we were actually able to hang out right. with each other. Three, three months left. So, I, uh, so earlier when, when Bob and Jason and I want to know this answer from you, Ryan, um, Bob was telling us that when you were living in the house, uh, you were, you know, you walk in, you're a former NFL football player, you're good looking, you, you're strong, you're put together, you're writing poetry. Um, you're writing notes. This is not a lie either. You're saying like the guys would be out like raging and you'd be like back processing your thoughts like a great human does. My question for you though is you were strapping 
charming, smart. Jared oh. calls him Superman because look at him. Big muscles. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's in Clark Kent mode right now. Takes That's off it. those glasses. Then he's Superman. My question for you is how do you have bigger biceps today than you did on the day of the show? <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, says Ben and asks serious <laughs> questions? Wow, that's a strong transition there. <laughs> Jason and I were wondering, uh, yeah. and I had to ask. Yeah, we watch it, your plan. It's, Ma- it's my son, Max, is 15, and he's hyper, um, he's like in hyper workout mode. And he, I can tell he's starting to feel like he's like on the brink of challenging me in a, some sort of physical contest. <laughs> and so I, I have to um, maintain some sort of physical fitness so that I can continue to take my 15-year-old son. Yeah. That was a great answer. He's also a firefighter, so he has to save people. So he actually is Superman. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I can't think of a better answer for the question, how have you evolved your journey than what these lovely people have given us. You don't have us. to have a better, you just have to have one that's unique to you. Oh, you want me to answer for myself? I'm just saying that like, I don't think we could have completed this podcast in a better way. I think it's fantastic. Evolving my journey? Oh my gosh, I wish I could just think of a good dog that I've pet lately. Um, <laughs> definitely like what I'm going through now with life is, it is hard, like motherhood is hard hard just parent being a parent is so hard and people tell you that all the time right like that's all you hear but then when you experience it you're like oh my gosh this actually is like the hardest job in the (laughs) world and it is exhausting and it is a full-time job and everything on top of it you're just like how am i juggling like this work-life balance there really is no work-life balance because every single hour in your day is filled with one or the other um so i think my journey is currently evolving and uh, I mean, and like, I love, like, and yeah, and we'll continue to. And it's like I love my child so much, mm. like so much. But it's so crazy. It's just like the weirdest thing, and I can't can't keep. Say- I keep saying it on different like forms of media, but it's like weird how you feel like you need a break. You're like, oh, you know, I'm going to Tahoe for 48 hours. I'm going to get a good break. I'm going to get a good sleep, and then you're here, and you're just like. I miss him and I need to go back right now. And I'm worrying about him. Is he breathing in his crib yeah. and all that stuff? It's so crazy. Um, so it's just like, this is a crazy journey that I'm learning to navigate now. And I'm only six months in and it's crazy. Cause like, I feel like Trista can totally relate, but, and Ryan, it takes every month is different. Yeah. So it's like a constant evolving journey. Yeah. And there we go. And it will continue to do that. I mean, still our kids, like it's, it may be not every month. Yeah. Maybe not every month at this age. Right. But it is every so many different phases. Every year, you know, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. I know. It's so crazy. And then he smiles. He goes, it's like, he cries all the time. Right. But then like he smiles and you're like, Right. Right. I think that about Max too, because he's like, oh, you're smiling. (laughs) See, you're six months old, 15 years old. It's all the same. Can you please smile (laughs) once for me? (laughs) You know, props to Trista and Ryan's son, Max, who is here on this trip with his parents because it is not an easy age to go <laughs> hang out with a whole bunch of people that are not your age and maybe are a little bit more outgoing than you. I don't know. Just a little bit. <laughs> he has no peers here and he's, no. he's being a champ. He is. It's fine. He's, he's good. 
he likes adventures, so he just came on a little adventure, got some airline miles, you know? There you go. Got to have some really good food last night. (laughs) Such good food. (laughs) And maybe tonight too, so. Thank you, Hyundai, for this amazing experience, this amazing podcast, and for encouraging us all to talk about our journeys. Do you have anything besides the documentary that you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Heavy heavy or light? Yeah. Um, You know, not a lot. I was... I like what Jason said. Jason's a smart dude. And, you know, I think when I think of evolving my journey, I go back to the Applebee's in Warsaw bar. And I remember sitting at the bar next to my boss at the time. I was running a youth camp in Warsaw, Indiana, living with my parents. I was out of college. And she said, Ben, you need to get out of here. And I said, why? She goes, you're going to get stuck in the same rhythm and routine and you're going to be okay with it, but you're going to wake up one day and you're going to realize you missed out on a lot. She goes, my brother has a job opening in Denver and I already called him and I think you should take it. And so I said, yes, uh, not immediately, but after a couple of weeks or a week, I guess of thinking about it. And I look back on like that random weird moment that changed the course of everything else for the future. Right. I, I mean, I think like, if I don't go to Denver, I don't go on the show. If I don't go on the show, I don't have the opportunities I do today. If I don't go on the show, I probably don't meet my wife. If I don't meet my wife, you know, who knows where I'm at. And so I think what Jason was saying, it's like, I can't, you know, every, like, it's weird if you look back on life and you're like, okay, we're sitting in Tahoe today. Who am I going to meet? What's going to happen that I'm not even going to recognize as a moment of pivoting or transition, but it changes the course of everything. Um, and so that's what I'd say is like, I just have learned to appreciate or like try to stay aware of the many moments that seem insignificant, but have a life changing impact. Oh my God. I do that so much lately. Like I'm constantly just pausing and being like, I can't believe how blessed I am. Like, I can't believe like this is my life. And so much, I know we like suck up to the show a lot, but I don't know where my life would be without the show. And I feel like everybody in this room can say that. Well, you are not sucking up to the show, yeah. by okay. the way. No, because I'm just like, oh my, like my, that's just your oh, my whole family and yeah. like my whole career. Like I would have, I have no idea, no idea where I'd be without the show. And I feel like we have a couple of people in this room that like so many significant others have been found at the show. That's just like, what in the world? Where we, where would we be? It's not sucking up to the show. I think the thing that, cause I used to feel that way and I used to feel like, oh, the, the more I talk about that, the less. Like it feels like, oh yeah, I'm, I did this thing that not many people have done. It's just your unique experience. Like some people have a really great job or a really bad job or they grew up in a place they love or they don't like that changes that. Like that's your story that changed you. But anybody listening has that moment or that thing yeah, that's where it's like helped they went them launch into day. whatever they're that. at today. Yeah. Um, but for us, it's the show. So we talk about it because yeah. that is your story. Yeah. That is unique to you. Uh, and that's something to either celebrate or be really upset about. Like you have like kind of two options when it comes to the show. You can either be really upset that you did it and it could like not help, or you can look back and be like, it changed everything for the better. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where you and I sit and that might be unique to us, but that's my journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the theme of evolving your journey and talking about it and thinking about it and processing through it. So Hyundai, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. 